Peace and Grace Facebook family and friends, my beautiful friends and family. I pray that you are well today. Uh, it's airtime, so let's get let's get on the air. afternoon. Today is Saturday, January the 7th, 2023, and you're listening to WHGE 95.3 FM. I'm Rochelle Wilson, your journalist, your hostess, uh, your informationer for the next 30 minutes or so. Had a few technical difficulties this morning, but we are back on track. So let's get right to it. We're going to make some intelligent noise as we move forward for justice, equal justice, and advocacy for equal justice under the law. I'm Rochelle Wilson, and thank you so much for staying tuned in and locking those dials in at 95.3 FM. Here with you every Saturday from 1 until 2, every Wednesday from 4 until 5 for the Political Power Hour. I do pray that you will tune in and join me at that time. I'll tell you, last night, absolutely amazing. Last night, we went... Last night, we were able to, uh, I attended the ceremony, the awards dinner for SeaTac by the Lions Club, the International Lions Club, uh, for, international, all over the world. I believe they said last night, I think she said 51 countries or um, something to that effect. Um, and so it was a gala an evening black tie gala, and it was really, really very, very nice. It was so wonderful to see so many people who are a part of the Lions Club. Honestly, I did not know that the Lions Club was that large. It's just huge all over the world. We have lions, and that's what they call themselves, are lions. And last night, uh, Wilmington United Lions Club was inducted, installed, and has actually become an operating force here in Wilmington, Delaware. And so I want to say a absolutely resounding congratulations and bravo to all of the people who were uh, installed last night at the award ceremony. Uh, it was absolutely lovely. Now, there were a few folks there uh, that I identified immediately, and then I thought I saw some people that I didn't see. I thought I saw two senators, uh, but as I looked closer and as I really got my eyeballs on them, I saw that they were not the senators that I thought they were. However, we did have the, the Lieutenant Governor, Dr. Bethany Hall Long, was in the house, okay? Uh, of course, my baby girl, my baby girl, we call ourselves sisters because we have so many commonalities in our way of thinking, and that is Michelle Harley. Uh, City Council Representative Michelle Harley was there, and uh, we only had a few minutes to chit-chat because I was on duty. I was working as a journalist. I'm doing what I can to cover the story, right? 
So we only were able to chit chat for a brief moment, but let me tell you, if you've never had the good fortune or the pleasure of meeting, making the acquaintance of Michelle Harley, please feel free to do that. She was absolutely stylish and classic in her attire last night, just absolutely stylish. She was, and she always is. So uh, I can't say enough good things about her. I always have accolades for Michelle Harley because of who she is as a woman, not just as a city council representative. She takes her womanhood and her spirituality as a woman, as a believer, into her work as city council representative. And I think that's what it is that I admire and respect and love about her so much. But we also had uh, Newcastle County Executive Matt Meyer was also in the house last night. All right. So uh, I want to put a question out there to you. Our phone lines, I'm still waiting for our phone lines to, to get right. Uh, just waiting for them to fix the line. It's something technical with the phone lines. But I want to put a question out there. <clears throat> And since I'm also broadcasting on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, and my Patreon app, uh, so I'm going to pose a question. Matt Meyer came out last night. He is officially running for the governor for 2024. And we'll talk more about that on a Wednesday uh, for the Political Power Hour. But I've got to make mention, uh, you know, he was out Last night, he was out. Newcastle County Executive Matt Meyer has thrown in his hat for the governor for the state of Delaware. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? So, too, has Dr. Bethany Hall Long, who is currently serving as the lieutenant governor for the state of Delaware. So my question would be, the obvious question, who are you going to vote for? between the two. If I'm not mistaken, they're both Democrats. Uh, I've had the good fortune of interviewing both of them and uh, making a nice relationship with both of them. You know, and I like both of them as human beings. I don't always have to agree with everything in their policies uh, and every initiative that they put out. I do not have to agree with that in order to genuinely and sincerely like them as human beings. I've, as I've stated, I've had the good fortune to interview them, uh, but when the cameras are turned off and the microphones are put away, that's when the real conversation takes place. And I've had the good fortune to do that with both of these candidates uh, who, will, who have now put their hat in for the 2024 election for the governor for the state of Delaware. And I like both of them as human beings. The question is, who will you vote for based on not just how much we like them, but how, what kind of policy and initiatives are they going to put out? What are they going to do? What have they already done? I think that's, for me, that's where I need to start. Let me take a look and do a comparison side by side and find out who's doing what 
And is this what I can anticipate to see more of <laughs> should I vote for you to become the governor, which is the highest position in any particular state is the governor until you step out of that arena and you start getting into our U.S. senators uh, and state senators, then, you know, that changes the dynamics. But absolutely, uh, for the state, the highest level you can get to is the governor. And that's a very powerful position, ladies and gentlemen. So who are we going to vote for in 2024? We need to start thinking about it now. It's only 12 months. Like, really? You know, uh, maybe a little more than 12 months. But the, the point is, we don't have a lot of time to do the research and find out about these two candidates uh, and then we've got to see who else is going to be throwing in their hat uh, from the GOP, the Grand Ole Party Republicans, right? So as we move forward, uh, you know, I'm personally going to be keeping my good eye on both of those two people. And I can't wait to find out who's going to throw the hat in uh, from the GOP, the Grand Ole Party Republicans, Who's going to throw their hat in there? And then how? what's that going to look like, right? So um, as we move forward, just know that we are now back into the election campaigning election season <laughs> for the governor for the state of Delaware. And <clears throat> perhaps uh, all over this United States, I don't know how California, when they do theirs, I don't know when Pennsylvania or New Jersey or Baltimore does theirs. I do not know. I'm not really interested uh, at this time. I got to focus on the state of Delaware uh, because that's the area that I work in. So Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall Long or Matt Meyer, right? Who are we going to vote for between those two? And then, of course, whoever the Republicans that will go against them, we've got to keep a close eye on that per those people as well. So I, I anticipate it's going to be quite, quite a campaign. Um, I can say this much about both of them as human beings. Now, I've never seen either of them campaign before. So I don't know if they're going to come out dirty. Are they going to be, you know, slinging mean words towards each other? I do not know. I've never seen either of them campaign. However, as human beings, as regular good old fashioned folks, again, I've had the good pleasure of meeting them, talking to them, building a relationship with both of these people. And as human beings, I cannot imagine either one of them is going to be a mudslinger against the other uh, during this campaign. Now I'm not saying it can't happen because all it takes is for one person to slip up and say something crazy, right? The other person's offended and now it becomes a mudslinging campaign battle. I do pray that that doesn't happen, that that is not our story uh, as we move forward. But as I stated, I'm going to keep my good eye on them because I'm excited to find out how are they going to campaign, which really has a lot to do with, um, you know, who I vote for, who I vote for. Uh, I'm going to be watching who's mudslinging. Who's being mean and nasty uh, to each other? That's important to me because that says a lot to me. I believe in something that Bruce Lee said, uh, you know, when, when, during his time when he was here. And I never forgot it. 
And, uh, you know, he said, you never know someone until you fight them. You never know someone until you fight them, because that's when you find out how low will they go in order to win. Just how nasty can a person be when they just want to win? And we know winning is, is a wonderful thing. We all love to win. You know, those who play the lottery, you love to win, right? I love to win. I love to win things. But how far will we go to win? How far will you go? How nasty will you get? Or how above board will you remain in good character in order to win? <clears throat> Pardon me, please. So as we move forward, uh, all of 2023 and a portion of 2024, uh, that's when it'll really get hot and heavy in 2024. Uh, but certainly 2023, we're going to see both of these people, as well as someone from the GOP is going to step forward eventually. Uh, and maybe they have already, and I've just not been made aware of it, but eventually uh, all of these people are going to be everywhere. Everywhere that you are is where they're going to be. So get ready for it. But as we see them everywhere, let's do the research and look back to see, have they been everywhere? Are they just now showing up? Or have we always seen them out and about amongst the people? Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a resident, if you reside, if you live, dwell in the state of Delaware, okay? Uh, you know, we've got three counties. We've got Newcastle County. Uh, we've got the Dover District, uh, which is Kent County. And then we have Sussex County. All three of those counties in this little teeny weeny state that we live in, we are the second smallest state in the entire United States. And yet we have three very powerful, very powerful counties, Newcastle, Kent, and Sussex. And I got to tell you, here in Newcastle County, there is a predominantly large population of brown-hued people. We, we are dominant here in Wilmington and the Newcastle and surrounding cities here in Newcastle County. Black folks are a dominant force here. We are a driving force here in Newcastle County. Uh, we're very, very strong in the Kent County, but it begins to shift slightly. It slightly shifts a little when you get into the Kent County, which is Dover and that those surrounding little cities, you know, uh, Smyrna and all of that. And then we have Sussex County. And for anyone who's ever done the research, you and I know Sussex County has a large population of wealthy, financially wealthy, non-brown hued people, very wealthy very non-brown-hued people. They are running it in Sussex County. So whoever runs for governor in any of these three counties here in the state of Delaware, they not only have to listen to Newcastle County, which is predominantly, uh, we are dominating force, brown-hued people are dominating force. 
They've also have to compete with our Sussex County wealthy, influential, uh, non-brown hued people. So it's going to be interesting to see how are they going to deal with that. I can tell you right now that there are favorites here in Newcastle County. Black folks have already made uh, some of their choice. They've already made a selection uh, between the two candidates that I've already mentioned. Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall Long and Newcastle County Executive Matt Meyer. Some people have made their decision. But when you start stretching it out down into the su southern Sussex County, and that's where the money is. That's where people who have influence, not to say that we don't have influential people living right here in Newcastle County, because we certainly do, just like we have a population of brown hue people in Sussex County. So, you know, all the way across the board, it's going to be interesting to watch the words that come out of their mouths, their campaign strategies to appease both Wilmington or Newcastle County, as well as appeasing, right? You've got to stroke the folks in Sussex County because that's where the money is. The money is in Sussex County. You've got folks living down in, um, oh, it just escaped my mind just that fast. Uh, Bethany Beach, thank you. Bethany Beach is famous for people who are wealthy and influential in the state of Delaware. Many of them have second homes in Bethany Beach, which is down in Sussex County, all right? And then you've got Fenwick Island, another very, very rich, wealthy uh, homestead for people who live in the state of Delaware. So it's going to be interesting to find out how that all works out, right? It's going to be interesting uh, to see how it all plays between those two. And I'm keeping my eye on them and can't wait to see who's going to jump in uh, from the grand old party, right? But moving right along. So last night we're at this gala dinner awards dinner ceremony. And I have to give kudos and shout out to citizens, churches. Actually, it's churches take a corner. I improvise and put the word in uh, citizens because everyone isn't belonging to a church who's a part of CTAC. CTAC, Church's Citizens Take a Corner. Elder Ty Johnson received the most prestigious service award for the work that he does in our communities in Newcastle County. Not to say he's not doing great and amazing things in, in, in Kent or Sussex, but his primary, his primary work, his location is here in Newcastle County is where... Elder Ty Johnson is picking it up and putting it down for the brown-hued communities, for all people. It doesn't matter what your community color is. It's all about the economics because we've got non-brown-hued people who were in the same economical boat, <laughs> same economic uh, situation as some of the brown-hued people here in Newcastle County. So it's not about color. It's about economic and wealth. I got to tell you, you know, outside of Centerville, Greenville, uh, to my knowledge, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it is to my knowledge 
that outside of Greenville, Centerville, maybe probably Hokesson, probably Hokesson, there's a lot going on in Hokesson, uh, Newcastle County doesn't have a large population of extremely wealthy, unless it is the wealthy that is uh, transporting between <laughs> Bethany Beach, Fenwick Island, and Newcastle County. These people have second and third homes there. So the economics in Wilmington uh, or Newcastle County is kind of mid, you know, mid, you know, family. You know, we're not poor. We're not wealthy. We're just kind of mid uh, families, right? Middle income families. And that's been my knowledge. And, and please feel free to correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. I haven't seen or know every single human being in Newcastle County in order to go through their taxes and their financial statements. But I can say it has been my observation that we have a very large population of mid, middle income families or below poverty families. That's what's happening in Wilmington. And then, of course, you get out to Greenville, Hokesson, Centerville, and it changes up a little bit. Those folks out there uh, have second and third homes in other places, right? So uh, Elder Ty Johnson, SeaTac, took the award as the most prestigious uh, service award by the Lions, International Lions Club, Right. And so we send him kudos and bravo. Can't say enough, can't give enough accolades to Elder Ty Johnson and encouragement. Keep up the good work, brother. Keep up the good work, Elder. We love you. We appreciate you. And we thank you for all that you do and that you have done and will be doing moving forward. And of course, with that, I must also say peace and grace. Much love and respect to uh, Dr. Ravina Brown for your work. Your labor is not unnoticed. We, we notice, we see what you're doing, Dr. Ravina Brown, for SeaTac and now for the Lions Club as you were installed into the Lions Club last night at the award ceremony. Thank you for your service, Dr. Ravina Brown. So moving on from there, uh, don't want to take up a lot of your time today. As I mentioned, we had a few technical difficulties. I was supposed to start at 1 o'clock. That did not happen. I uh, started closer to 1.27 p.m. So uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to take off in just about two or three minutes. But I want to leave you with this question. And perhaps this question is more so geared towards my brown-hued uh, people of all the various different shades, right? I want to ask you a question. Economically, in regards to wealth, I got to ask, who owns you? Who owns you? Who, who owns you? When, when you look at uh, Gucci and the AP Watch and Nike and Amiri, uh... Balenciago, uh, the shoes, and Louis Vuitton, the NBA, we know about them, and N FNH, you know, I, I've been listening to Brother um, Khalid Yassin. Khalid Yassin has asked the question, and so now I'm just posing it to you. All of these various different brands of, of clothing and watch and jewelry and sneakers and shoes 
They're top quality, top notch. They are the most famous names. I mean, who hasn't heard of Gucci or Louis Vuitton, right? Everyone has heard of that. But the question is, who made them rich? How did they become so wealthy? Ladies and gentlemen, especially my brown hued people, you know, we are on black radio. So I've got to, you know, I've got to pose the question. Who made Gucci and Louis Vuitton rich? Who made Nike and Amiri rich or Amiri rich? Who did who did that? Black and brown and golden people in America, not just Delaware, but America. We are a driving force of economic wealth. Everywhere we put our money, people get rich. So my question is, why? Why are we spending money on Gucci and Nike and uh, Amiri and F FNH and all of that? The top NBA players, the top 10 NBA players in America are all black men for the National Basketball Association. Why are we spending money to make other people rich? Why aren't we spending the money to make each other rich? Why? This is a new year and a new era for each and every one of us. The young people are coming in and taking over, some in good ways and some in not so many good ways, some of not so good. And I hope that we, are, we will be able to collectively work together right? Using the principles of Kwanzaa, we will work together collectively to help our young people who were off course. They're off course. And I hope that we can work together to help them get back on track. But we have a, ni a nice number, a substantial number of young people who are doing amazing things. They're absolutely fabulous and they're taking over. We've got scientists and doctors and lawyers, oh my, right? And engineers uh, and, and, and pharmaceutical people who are going into medicine. I applaud those young people. And so my question is, what are we going to do with the black dollar to recreate the black Wall Street and have our own? Why can't we be Gucci and Louis Vuitton and have all of this wealth? Why are we giving it to them? Every single time we get a paycheck, we run off and spend it and give it to Louis Vuitton and, and buy NBA basketball and football tickets. Although I must say, go Eagles, right? Fly, Eagles, fly. Yes, I don't care. Forget what you heard. Fly, Eagles, fly. That's where I'm coming from with that part. Philadelphia Eagles is my team. Win, lose, or draw. It doesn't matter. I'm a, I'm a Philadelphia native. I've got to stay with the Philadelphia Eagles. I simply am a loyal person. That's just who I am. But outside of that, we are spending, we being the black, brown, and golden communities, we are spending our wealth making other people wealthy. So they own us. And actually, we don't, we don't need them. They need us. Gucci needs us to continue to spend money with buying Gucci products and going to NBA basketball games and, and Amiri and the watches, the AP watch, right? Have you seen the AP watch? Oh my God. Diamonds and jewelry. It's just amazing. It's an amazing watch. I can't lie. Uh, but I think the starting price is $3,000 for a watch. I might be wrong. It could be more than that. But 
Why can't we create our own watches and fashions and put money into making our own people wealthy? Stop spending it on everybody else. Because when you do that, you keep your black dollars into other people's pockets. They, they need us. We don't need them. Can we please support one another? Spend your black dollar amongst your black businesses. Let's make each other wealthy so that our name can be at the top of the list. Now, I must say, for you and by you, which is FUBU, I, I've got to give accolades to FUBU, right? But I know we can do better. We can do more. So that is my message on, on January 7th, 2023. It's a new year and a new era. And I am all about supporting, creating the new Black Wall Street. We're already 247 years behind the eight ball of wealth. It's time, ladies and gentlemen, it is time to recreate the Black Wall Street. We've got doctors We've got lawyers, scientists, medicine men and women. We've got that. So let's create our own. We've got our own little things. Let's support them and lift them up and keep it going. Not so much for us because if you're my age or older, you may not be able to see it. You might see it. I, I don't know how long we're going to live. No one knows what happens on the other side when we uh, our spirits leave these shells of a body, right? Nobody knows. No one has left their shell uh, and then came back and said, oh, this is what's happening on the other side. I have never met anyone who did that. So it may not be for us, but it is for our posterity, Let's leave them the legacy of wealth. Wealth, ladies and gentlemen, for the black, brown, and golden communities. Please hear me. Please receive my words. They're not my words because I always pray every single time before I get on these airwaves, before I cut the mic on, I pray that the words of my mouth will actually be the words of that which is greater than myself. The divine spirit will use me as a conduit and speak to you from that divine spirit. That's my prayer. So please receive my words in 2023 and beyond. It's time. It is time for us to recreate the Black Wall Street's for our posterity, for our children's children. Forget Gucci, Louis Vuitton, forget them. Let their people support them. We need to support each other, all right? So that's my two cents in that cookie jar for today. Uh, I am Rochelle Wilson making some intelligent noise for you the listening audience, you are listening to WHGE 95.3 FM, the one and only Black-owned, Black-operated news information network in the entire state of Delaware, broadcasting right here in Wilmington, Delaware. I'm Rochelle Wilson, and I do look forward to talking with you on Wednesday for the Political Power Hour. Uh, I'm going to try to get Michelle Harley in here. Uh, to break some things down for me about city council. 
I do realize that recently they took job applications. They took applications to fill the space uh, of a city representative, city council representative. My question when I get her, and I want her to answer that for all of us, and perhaps you already know the answer, but you know, I, I don't know. So I'm going to ask, why didn't we just have another election? Why did we take job resume applications? When I looked at that, <laughs> when I watched that, uh, the city council, uh, they were they were interviewing all of these people. I saw people get up and stand up and apply for the position to be city council representative that I wouldn't vote them into to be my dog washer. I wouldn't want certain people to wash my dogs, much less represent in the city of Wilmington as a council. So i uh, got to find out the answer to that question. And as I stated, you may already know it, but I'm going to get her on here and answer that question for me because I need to know. I uh, also want to get Brandon Fletcher in here, my political analyst who always is in the hub, has his ear to the ground, uh, what's going on in politics in Wilmington. So we're going to do that on Wednesday uh, moving forward. But until then, ladies and gentlemen, just remember, uh, God loves you and so too do I. That is the absolute truth. And karma is real. How you treat other people is exactly what you're boomeranging back to yourself. And in closing, remember, intelligence rules the world, but ignorance will carry the burden and pay the price. Do the research. Do the research, ladies and gentlemen, and find out for yourself. Don't just be your yes man or yes woman, yes to everything uh, and agree with everything. Do the research and find out for yourself if it's real or is it Memorex. I'm Rochelle Wilson. It was a pleasure and an honor to be in your presence today. And I look forward to our next gathering together. WHGE 95.3 FM. Peace and grace and enjoy your day. Okay, there you go. And wherever you go, there you are. <laughs> I pray you guys are having a wonderful day. And uh, I guess I'll see you on Wednesday. I pray. Take care and God bless. <laughs>